How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 49 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today we're going to talk about the uh, new the new proposed season between Arizona and Florida and how that would shape up. Uh, we're also going to talk about the player season that's happening on MLB The Show and how thrilling that is. And then uh, also I have an idea of how uh, this proposed season idea, and if there is a season, uh, that could actually benefit the A's with uh, regards to all of the uh, players that could be subjected to waivers. So uh, hang around for that. But in the meantime, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on both Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And then uh, if you have any mailbag questions or just general questions uh, right now, we got an a email bag for you guys as well. That's LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, so let's get into the meat of today's episode. Um, I'll, I'll make this part short just because it's been talked about for the last couple of days. Um, the Arizona and Florida season proposal, uh, it's very similar to the Arizona season proposal that I talked about last week, where uh, teams that just, uh, if you're a... Uh, Grapefruit League team, which means that you play your spring training games in Florida, uh, then you would play your season in Florida with the other 15 teams there. There would be different divisional alignments um, that look very silly uh, compared to what we are accustomed to. Um, And then same thing with Arizona. If you play in Arizona, then you would play your season in Arizona. Um, And that's how that would shape up. The additional wrinkle with this proposal or leaked idea uh, is that there would be a universal DH in uh, both Arizona and Florida, which would be an interesting thing to try out. I feel like there's uh, one trial balloons for how to get a season, you know, started, um, but also trial balloons like, hey, maybe we could, you know, try the universal DH, see how it goes, see how fans react, see how the game goes, because uh, it's going to be a wacky season no matter what if we get a season. So why not try some weird shit? Um, so yeah, uh, Universal DH, uh, there would be 15 teams in each league, and then the, uh, the divisions. Let me read some of these, because these are going to be fun. The A's division, uh, I particularly enjoy, because I feel like they could just run through that. The A's would have their division in the Northeast League of the Cactus League. Uh, there wouldn't be American and National, because they'd all be jumbled up. Uh, and all that, but uh, they'd be in the Northeast uh, Division with the Chicago Cubs, the San Francisco Giants, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Colorado Rockies. Um, That sounds wonderful. Give me a full slate of Giants games to just beat up on them, and uh, that they would never get that trophy back because of all the wins that the A's would accumulate this year. Uh, The Cubs would be like the main uh, obstacle, I guess. Uh, Yeah, but even then, they're a good team, but they, they've got some holes, too. Uh, it's not like facing, either, like, uh, m- mostly the Astros, but the Angels would be, you know, a, a tougher team, I think, for the A's to face. Um, but, I mean, we'll see it, if this even comes to fruition. Um, the rest of the divisions, uh, in the Cactus League, in the West, you would have the Dodgers, White Sox, Reds, Indians, and Angels. And then in the Northwest, you'd have the Brewers, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, and Royals. So you might notice that the Astros are not in this league at all because they play their spring games in Florida. So uh, that would be the biggest rival, uh, aside from the Yankees, who also play in Florida. Um, Just not in the league at all. So you don't got to face them until, you know, a potential World Series. So that would be a lot of fun. 
the Grapefruit League, um, and also the division names are based off of where they are in Arizona. So while the Northeast League sounds very silly, it is in the Northeast part of where they would be playing, so it makes sense. It's just funny thinking of the A's as an East team when they haven't been in the East since they moved out of Philadelphia. Um, so the Grapefruit League, you got the North Division with the Yankees, Phillies, Blue Jays, Tigers, and Pirates. So, I mean, Yankees and Phillies would go at it, and uh, the Yankees would probably have an easier time against the Phillies than uh, usual. They'd already be in a division with the Blue Jays. Uh, the Tigers and Pirates are kind of, you know, doormats in the division. Uh, sorry, but, you know, they would be. Uh, and the Phillies don't have a cakewalk in their own division anyway, so... Uh, it'd probably be a little bit harder, but they'd also be able to collect some more wins against the Blue Jays, Tigers, and Pirates, you would think. So all in all, I guess that's an even one for the Phillies. Uh, in the Southern Division, you would have the Red Sox, Twins, Braves, Rays, and Orioles, which seems like a terrible division. That's like murderer's row of divisions, because you got the Twins, who are probably favored to win the Central, the Braves, who would be in contention, at least in the AL East, uh, there's four teams that are all vying for the championship, so there's no real clear winner, but uh, they'd be up there for sure. And then you got the Rays, who are always a big surprise team, and they'd be at least uh, going for a wild card in the American League, traditional American League. Um, that, so you got all that, and then the Red Sox are roughly a 500 team, and then you got the Orioles, so... No more needs to be said about them. Uh, and then in the Eastern Division, you'd have the Nationals and Astros, who actually share a complex. Um, then you got the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Marlins. Um, it'd be interesting. It, it would be fun to see all those uh, 2019 World Series matchups all over again with the Nationals and Astros. But overall, I mean, I think that it feels as though the Cactus League uh, divisions are a little bit more even, and there's just less of the the big heavyweights, um, you know, in one division at least, and maybe even in the whole league. You got the Dodgers, the A's are, you know, pretty solid. Cubs could be a contender, but, you know, who knows? The White Sox are a team that people are, have hopes for. Uh, the Reds, same thing. Uh, Angels, again, same thing. Uh, Brewers, eh, maybe they're, they've peaked already. I don't know. Um, then you got the Padres, they're, you know, in the same boat with the rebuilding thing. Uh, Rangers and Royals, yeah, and basically there's a bunch of teams, there's like top dogs and then no dogs. Um, so it'd be an interesting way to split it up, but obviously the best way to do it with social distancing and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to talk about with that today, because, uh, you know, it's been talked about and whatnot. But uh, I thought that it was interesting, and uh, we'll see if this is another trial balloon or if this is something that could actually happen. Um, one other thing that I want to talk about before we go to break is the player showdown that's been going on on Twitch. Um, I started watching Twitch videos very not often at all, but uh, because I like MLB The Show, and they were releasing up like their updates and stuff and like walking through, like, oh, this is the player that's going to be there, and this is how you get the player. And I was like, oh. I want to know how to get players on my team. Um, so I already had the Twitch account and whatnot. But uh, they re released a schedule and all the players. So basically what's going on is uh, there are 30 teams in baseball. And there's going to be one representative from each team uh, going head-to-head -head each day 
facing all of the other 29 teams, and uh, they're going to go tournament-style for three weeks. Uh, the A's have Jesus Luzardo going as their representative, and uh, I watched a couple of his games yesterday. I don't know that we have a good shot, um, but I, I enjoyed watching him and uh, John Dupluntier, I believe is how you say it, uh, Dupluntier, uh, the plantier. Yeah, Dupluntier. I'm going to go with that. Um, they were just talking about pitching and just like, hey, you got this guy on your team. He's pretty cool. And, oh, oh hey, you got this curveball? And he's like, and, you know, talking just baseball. And it was thrilling to listen to. Um, it also went into extra innings. Loser had a lost um, after he had taken a lead in the top half. But really, if you got a minute um, at around 6 o'clock, I think they're going 6 o'clock every day. Um, the schedule, not every player plays every day, so you got to check the schedule a little bit. But, uh, yeah, at 6 o'clock on Twitch, just go find out who's playing and uh, tune in for some, some fun baseball action. Um, there are definitely heavy favorites. Uh, like Blake Snell, I think, does this professionally. Uh, he seems like the guy to beat. Uh, Blake Snell of the Tampa Bay Rays. So if somebody beats him, that'd be great. I think he also had the best like Vegas odds because, of course, Vegas is putting odds on this because there's no sports, so they have to. Um, so, yeah, uh, watch that. It is very fun, and you know maybe you'll learn something. And at the very least, you get to watch a 20-minute baseball game with baseball players. It's like a mic'd-up baseball game for 20 minutes, and it's fun. And then they play a few games against other people, and uh, they move on, and you can move on whenever, and it's, you know, it's something to do, and it's baseball. So who doesn't enjoy doing stuff and baseball? So yeah, uh, just check out whoever. I'll, I'll see if I can find the schedule and put it in the show notes. So uh, check the show notes. All right, so I'm going to take a quick break, but uh, when I come back, I'll talk about all of the players that are out of options and how that uh, could affect the season and maybe turn out in the A's favor. So the other day I was flipping through uh, Postmates and I was like, hey, you know what sounds good? Some juice. And uh, I found this place near me and found some, you know, uh, health and restorative juice shots and other juice things and uh, got it delivered and they are great. Um, I won't tell you who they are because uh, they're not sponsoring the podcast, but you know who is? Postmates. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner when you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery store delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use Locked On as your code. Uh, that's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, Anytime you need it, post made it. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, um, you've definitely heard me talk about all of the, the A's players that were out of options that could be subjected to waivers and uh, how that could impact the team and what they could potentially get and what they could be looking for for a player with little to no major league experience that would be, you know, uh, on the waiver wire. 
basically, the guys that we're talking about here, uh, you got uh, Jorge Mateo, Vimeo Machin, who was a Rule 5 pick, um, Franklin Barreto, and then Tony Kemp. He's probably on the team, so he's fine. But, okay, so Mateo, Machin, and Barreto are basically who we're discussing when this all gets brought up. But um, if we are going to have a Major League Baseball season this year, we're probably going to have expanded rosters for at least a little bit of time, if not the whole season, because injuries are going to be a concern. So while most of those extra spots will probably be for pitchers, if you get three or four extra spots, you're probably using two or three of them on pitchers to help, you know, limit the workload that some of these guys have uh, in the rotation and other members of the bullpen. So obviously that's one way to use it. But with three guys that would be subjected to waivers or, you know, in Femi Almachin's case, he would be offered back to the Cubs. He would definitely snatch him back up and put him in the minors. Um, what the A's could do, potentially, is B, this could allow them to keep all three guys for the duration of the season or as long as the expanded rosters exist. And then you could play them a little bit. You could get them some exposure, maybe build up their profiles a little bit more. And then, uh, I mean, the same issue would crop up next season, if there is a next season, um, with the, you know, being out of options and all that stuff. So then you could take one or two of these extra guys and move them in a off-season trade uh, once they've, you know, established themselves a little bit better, hopefully, at the major league level. And then you wouldn't have such a glut of guys that are out of options that all play the same positions. Um, and I know that, you know, uh, Barreto could probably play in the outfield, but he hasn't played there in a little bit. Uh, you got Vimeo Machin, who can play all over, but he hasn't played at the major league level yet. Same thing with Mateo. He's played a little bit of outfield, but not since he came to the A's organization. And then uh, Tony Kemp can play wherever, and he's probably fine, but he's probably also a stopgap solution as well. So maybe he's the guy that they move on from you know, after this season. The other side of this coin, which is not a good side of the coin by any means, but it would be if uh, there is no season and uh, Marcus Semien is allowed to hit free agency and signs with another team, uh, they would have two of these three guys as options to fill up uh, up the middle, and then you could probably use the other guy on the bench. Uh, this is, again, assuming that Tony Kemp is no longer with the team. But you could go with, you know, Mateo and Barreto up the middle, or you could go with Machin as a rotating guy or something like that. I think that Nick Allen is the guy that's probably next up in the middle of the uh, diamond uh, pecking order, but he's only played in Stockton so far, and if there's no minor league baseball season, then he's probably, I mean, he was uh, projected to be a 2021 20, major leaguer, but if there's no season for him to progress in his skill sets and all that stuff, that probably gets pushed to 2022, which means you gotta find another year of, you know, who's gonna play up the middle, uh, especially if Semyon is no longer with the team. Um, so, I think that we're going to probably be seeing a little bit more of these guys if there is a season. And also, uh, we might see a little bit more of these guys because they get to stick with the team because of this weird, fluky season where uh, they didn't get subjected to waivers. And then, uh, you know, a team like the Tigers or the Orioles or the Marlins or whoever didn't get to claim them, and so the A's get to keep them. And uh, maybe they are maybe they put together with the Oakland A's and uh, become you know, what we were all hoping for at some point. So uh, that would be interesting. I'd love to see one of those uh, trades that almost was articles about how the A's were about to trade Frank Lombaretto before the season started, but then, you know, all of this happened and rosters got frozen, so they couldn't move him, and then, 
you know, we had this weird funky season and he had a, you know, a great 2020 and then he just made a name for himself in Oakland next year and went on to be great. And, uh, yeah, there's article, there's a few articles like this a year. They're like, Oh yeah, this trade almost happened. But then like Mariano Rivera to the tigers, I think was one that I read about last year. And I was like, Oh, that would have changed uh, baseball history forever. Uh, Yankees would not have been nearly as good without Mo Rivera, but, uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, just a thought that I had, um, yeah. So that's it for today. Uh, stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland. I will be back a few more times this week.